Razorback head football coach Sam Pittman met with the media yesterday, getting everybody tuned up for fall camp, which is officially going to get underway this week. We'll talk about a lot of the things that he discussed, and particularly about Malik Hornsby and the situation he finds himself in, the transfer portal, KJ Jefferson, and also why everybody wants to have a beer with Sam Pittman. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Happy Thursday to everybody out there. Actually, it is August 4th, 8 and 4. Must be Texas A&M Day. Right? <laughs> right? Ah, this is just poor attempt at humor. Anyways, uh, we got bigger things to talk about today on the podcast. But, you know, I I was really looking forward to finally hearing from Sam Pittman, which, I mean, anytime you get to hear from him, which is actually kind of cool because yesterday we got to hear from Eric Musselman, too. So uh, maybe we'll have some time to get into that at some point. But it's football season. So that's really what most people want to hear about and hear talked about and especially some of the great quotes coming from Sam Pittman and uh, kind of the updates on fall camp, which we'll get into the some of the specific things that came out from that. I think it was really interesting and We'll play some of the clips uh, from that press conference to, to give a little context to some of the things that he was saying. But I wanted to start the podcast with something that was a little bit more general and also funny and also truthful. And I've said this forever, and I think everybody has said this for a long time, and anybody that knows Sam Pittman, is he's always referred to as a coach that you'd want to have a beer with. And that is such a cliche, but... Oh, like I wouldn't say overused, but a very frequently used phrase when describing somebody that is considered to be at a point of authority or in a position of power or a celebrity or, or whatever, that they seem just like a good old fashioned dude and a guy you'd like to hang out with. And Sam Pippen was actually asked about this specific question by Trey Biddy of Hawk Sports. And I thought that the response that Sam Pittman gave was, was extremely telling and also something that is the most Sam Pittman thing ever. Take a listen. Everybody wants to have a beer with you and um, okay. people talking about adopting Arkansas as their other team and all that stuff. I was wondering, do you feel like that maybe because people don't view you as threatening and how do you change that? How do you get more people to dislike you? <laughs> well, um, I think, you know, I, I'm not, it's not me versus Jimbo or me versus Nick Saban. It's our team versus their team. And, and that's how I always kind of looked at it. I like the guys. I like the head coaches in the SEC and, and, uh, but I kind of, I want to mind my own business. You know, I ain't, I ain't worried about somebody else's business. I'm just worried about mine and our team and what we do. And I think you, you can cause some friction and some problems whenever you, worry about somebody else's team. If I want to worry about their team, I'd go interview for the job, you know, I, then they got nothing to do with me. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but I think, you know, I, I rant, but I don't, I don't know. I just answer your questions and I am who I am. So some people like it, some people don't, but I don't know how to answer the question really. 
So pretty interesting response there from Sam Pittman. And uh, I think that it was a it was a question I was asked by Trey, which I think was really a, you know, a good question to ask somebody where you hear about it. But what does that coach or that person think about being called that? Hey, you like to have a beer with. But uh, first off, like I said, it's it's the most Sam Pittman thing ever because he starts off with as soon like before the questions even finished by Trey. He says, okay, I didn't like, all right, let's go. Let's get us a beer. You know, I mean, he looks like a silver bullets type of guy. I don't think he's, you know, delving down to the natty light stage, but uh, you know, I could, I could see some silver bullets in his hand, maybe an old Miller, but either way, uh, he's a coach that uh, not only appreciates that comment, but it's like, Hey, yeah, I could do that. But then he goes into the actual response and it kind of takes a turn to something a little bit more serious. And he kind of goes into it of saying, I just mind my own business. I'm just trying to do what I'm doing over here. I don't get into anybody else's business because if I wanted into their business, I would have interviewed for the job over there. I would have been a part of their team. I'm worried about what I'm doing here and not what anybody else is doing and kind of closes with that. And I sat there and I'm like, that is literally the perfect response for Sam Pittman to say. And for me, as somebody who has used that coin or that phrase before of saying that Sam Pittman be a guy you want to have a beer with, that's what I want to hear. I like he kind of goes off with a little fun thing, but then he says, listen, this is that's great and all that's fine. But the reason I am who I am and the reason that people may feel that way about me is because I don't stir the pot. I don't go after other people. I, I don't I don't worry about what anybody else is doing or complaining and whining about what other people are doing or anything like that. I just worry about me and my team, and that's it. And he says something so simple and something that I feel like most coaches would probably agree with or at least say that they agree with and say that they are the same way. But when you correlate that to saying, well, how does that mean? How does someone who's just minds their own business correlate to somebody that you would want to have a beer with? Like, how does how does that connect? Well, essentially, what it comes down to is that in this day and age, especially in college football, we know that there are big personalities on social media. There are coaches out there that may not have the winning down pat, may not be winning championships. Maybe they're trying to find their way into busting through some doors and getting some attention paid to them to where they say funny things. They tweet out funny things or things they at least think are funny. Most of the time they're not. They're really cringy. They talk about their shoes. They talk about their haircut. They talk about their facial hair. They talk about the movies they saw. They talk about some of the stuff that's funny going on elsewhere in sports world, like all those things to try to get ahead and try to get people's attention paid to them. And then there's other coaches that don't have to do that because they just win. You know, the Nick Sabans of the world. Dude's not on social media, doesn't have to be. He's a national champion, multi-guy. Um, and then there's coaches that are kind of both. You know, Dabo kind of mixes it up a little bit, but he's also a championship-winning coach. Uh, so there's a lot of different personalities that go into college football and how people approach things. And I think what uh, somebody could use as an example for that just here recently was the deal with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher kind of throwing pot shots at one another and how they're doing it. Well, the reason that they were throwing pot shots is because their established order, their organization and how they viewed everything got altered, got upset. Nick Saban and the way that he did things, it got upset by the NIL and all those things and by people like AM. And AM and Jimbo Fisher took offense to that. And their order had been changed a little bit because they basically got called out 
for buying players. And Jimbo and, and A&M did not like that, so they threw pot shots back. You had people worrying about other people. You had coaches worrying about other coaches. And when that comes out and you start having pot shots thrown, that can be a turnoff to some people in looking at those individuals and saying, either you take a side or you don't take a side, or you think both of them are just a bunch of whiny babies who just need to get over it. Like It's a very unappealing, unattractive thing to a lot of people. And that's no matter the case. I mean, you could use it in sports. You can use it in politics, whatever it may be. It's a turnoff for a lot of people. And it all had to do with they were complaining or they were whining or they were upset with what somebody else or some other team or something uh, other entity had done. And so they wanted to throw a fit about it. Sam Pittman doesn't do that. Sam Pittman doesn't go out to stir the pot. He is not the type that's going to try to do that, even if it meant some sort of gain in some capacity or in some fashion. That's not who he is. And he doesn't want to be that. And he's just going to be who he is now. And that's what makes him so endearing to people is that he's not going to do the things that people expect out of him or think that he should do in order to gain ground. He's not one of these coaches that's at, you know, little old Arkansas as a little old head coach. that's never been a head coach before 2020 and trying to make some noise with his mouth. Like we know some other coaches have done in Arkansas history and some Arkansas and some coaches are doing right now in college football. He just wants to go out and coach. He just wants to go out and win. He just wants to be football. And because of that, it makes him endearing. It makes him to where not only do people in Arkansas love this man, because he loves Arkansas too, but people outside of the SEC or outside of Arkansas in the SEC, even outside the SEC in college football, there is not going to be one single person that has anything negative to say about Sam Pittman. For all, whatever he has done and however he has done it, there is never going to be a single coach anybody behind closed doors or out in the public eye in press conferences that is ever going to be able to legitimately say, I don't like Sam Pittman or I have this issue with Sam Pittman. And that's endearing during a time in college football where there are so many polarizing personalities in coaching that do shady things, that say stupid things, that become annoying, become over the top, whatever it may be. Sam Pittman's not going to be that. So if people are wondering, why is it that people want to have a beer with Sam Pittman? Listen to that response. Listen to how he talks. Listen to what he says. But most importantly, look at how he wins. Because if you can find a way to do both, of being a likable guy and also being a winner, that is one of the best combinations you can have in any regard, but especially in college football. We'll talk more about some of the things going on that Sam Pittman had to say, particularly about the quarterback situation here in just a second. But hey, Built Bar, Built Bar Puffs, the best thing ever. If you haven't tried these, you are seriously missing out. Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, four words you need to know about because that is it's the best. I'm a Cookie Dough fan. I know hopefully all of you are Cookie Dough fans. Who doesn't like cookies and cookie dough? It's the best thing ever. 160 calories, 15 grams of protein. I mean, what else do you need? It's convenient. It tastes amazing. It's healthy. It's good for you. And the best thing about it, because you listen to this podcast, you have a great deal coming your way. If you just go to the website built.com, enter in promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. They have tons of different flavors to choose from. They have different products to choose from as well. You can customize it the way you want to do it. But no matter what, when you go to that checkout, however many built bars you are buying, be sure to enter in that promo code Locked 15 for 15% off at built.com.
are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so Sam Pittman continued to meet with the media uh, about a few things, was asked a few questions, pretty interesting, uh, nothing too uh, crazy other than some injury updates and whatnot, which uh, I'm sure we we'll can probably get into on tomorrow's podcast because we're going to have a lot to cover. But uh, one of the things that he that was brought up to him, and this was question was actually asked by Christina Long, uh, who uh, who does a great job of covering Razorback football. I love the way she phrased it too, because this is about KJ and the way that he approaches people either praising him or people doubting him, you know, because there's a lot of people out there that get motivated by the haters, by the doubters, by the people that are saying, hey, uh, we don't think you're good enough. And they're like, all right, chip on my shoulder. I'm going to roll with it. And there's other people that need to get pumped up. They need to get hyped up. They need to get praised in order for them to play and to be the best that they can be. Well, KJ, as we know, did not get picked to be an all SEC selection on the three teams down at SEC media days. So, Sam Pittman was asked about KJ and the mentality that would, he would have by feeling that disrespect. KJ's kind of been flying under the radar as far as, you know, the league's QBs, and there's been some talk about him being underrated. Do you guys try that's to insulate him? Sell, <laughs> that's true. And that's just what it is. Do you guys that's try to fine. insulate KJ from those kinds of expectations, or how does he kind of respond to that? No. I mean, it's just everybody has their own way of getting motivated. You know, and I think he uses that kind of stuff a little bit. You had to ask him, but I would assume he uses that in some of his motivation and his preparation. Um, we don't always need somebody to talk bad about us to motivate us, you know, but a lot of times when that happens, there is some type of, well, I'll show you type thing. And uh, I think that's KJ's got a little bit of that in him uh, along with he just you know, he wants to be good no matter what people say. I guess I'd look on it the other way if they talked about how great he was all the time. I don't think he'd be a less of a player, I guess. You know what I mean? But we kind of thrive on that kind of stuff. We That's kind of who we are. We like it that way. So a lot to unpack there. But Sam Pittman, when is being asked, again, it kind of interrupts the question with an interesting comment there. When Christina is asking him about, you know, you know, KJ may he didn't get a lot of the you know accolades, and you know people were kind of underrating him, undervaluing him. And then Sam Pittman just says, "Well, that's Arkansas. That's that's just the way it is." As it like, if that's not the most indicative thing that this man understands Arkansas and understands why everyone always has a chip on their shoulder in this state, that's the perfect example because it's like. Hey, we're always going to be underrated. We're always going to be undervalued. We're always going to be disrespected because we're Arkansas and nobody will ever give us the respect that we deserve. Perfectly phrased. But he also ends with, and that's fine. Because I'm sure that he likes to use it too as motivation and with a chip on his shoulder, just like he had as a head coach. People doubted him. People didn't like the fact that he was getting hired as a head coach. People thought that this is crazy. He's never been a head coach before. How's this going to work? And now look at him. So he's always used that as a lot of motivation. But on the other side of it, when you're asked specifically about KJ, he's basically saying, he's like, listen, KJ, uh, you know, will probably have that type of mentality and wanting to prove the doubters wrong because that's just kind of who he is. That's how he approaches things like that. He approaches it and welcomes people doubting him, but also is like, hey, you know, this is this is just uh, what it is. You just got to go out and you got to play and you got to prove yourself to it, which honestly that's the way that I would want my quarterback to be. And I was somebody who complained and 
you know, said how much crap it was that KJ Jefferson was not one of the top three quarterbacks picked at all at SEC media days, which is just still ludicrous to me. Like, and that's nothing against the people that were picked, but I'm sorry. I'm taking KJ Jefferson over most of the quarterbacks in the SEC, if not all of them. And I, so I got mad. I got frustrated. I don't like, this is crap. But it wasn't surprising because, as Sam Pittman said, hey, that's just the way at Arkansas goes. But with KJ, he's a guy that seemed like he's, you know, people say they've been doubted. People say that they got haters. You know, people say they got disrespect. But that's just, a lot of times, that's just crap. It was like last year when Bryce Young says, I've been doubted my whole life. I'm like, bro, you were a five-star player coming out of high school. And people thought you were the next coming of, you know, the next great Heisman Trophy winning quarterback, which you were, which you did last year. And you're going to say you've been doubted your whole life. You're not doubted if you're a five-star player, like all American coming out of high school. No one's doubting you. And so that's crap. But with KJ, I can see why he can have the mentality of people doubting him. He came in under Chad Morris in his freshman year. People probably he was probably doubted by that coaching staff that he could, you know, come in and do something. Then his coaching staff got fired. This new one comes in. They bring in a new quarterback in Felipe Franks. He probably felt like this coaching staff is doubting me. They don't think I'm good enough. They don't think I'm the starter. They don't think I'm uh, what they need to have at QB one to lead this team in this first year. But then when he got his opportunity, he proved them wrong in that Missouri game in 2020. And then phew, he was uh, they didn't worry about recruiting another quarterback into the portal or anything. It was KJ's job. And then last year, people were doubting him, where people were picking him to be the worst quarterback in the SEC. People didn't think that it was that Arkansas was going to be any better than what they were the previous year, especially with the schedule and everything. And look what he did. Proved him wrong. Was one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC last year. And it's going to be the same thing this year, that even though people have seen him, even though people have th thought he was incredible, even though people saw his ability on the field, they still doubt. They still think this, yeah, whatever, KJ, you know, whatever. It's it's a cute story and all, but it's still Arkansas. It's still KJ Jefferson and move on and don't, don't worry about it. That's crap. It's crap. And so I want my quarterback to have the mentality that everyone is doubting him because when my quarterback has the same, that same mentality, that same mentality that this team has, the same mentality that the coach has in Sam Pittman, the same mentality that the Razorback fans have, the same mentality that the entire state of Arkansas has us versus the world. Everyone's going to doubt us. Let's go shut them up. That mentality cultivates and ends up being something that everybody benefits from and can get behind. And everyone's on the same page, unified behind the same cause, which is winning football games. I want KJ to have that mentality. And I think he does. And I think he will, once again, just as he's done in previous times, go out and prove everybody wrong. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see everybody get shut up. And I can't wait to see what people are going to try to continue to say about KJ and slandering and be like, well, this guy sucks. You know, I knew it all along. No, he's going to go out and prove you wrong. And then you're still going to be looking like an idiot. We're keeping receipts, folks. All you people out there that said that this guy sucks or this guy's not any good or he doesn't deserve to be one of the top three quarterbacks in the SEC, receipts have been kept. Trust me. We're going to make sure that uh, if, it, if he does end up having the big year that we all expect him to, we're going to make sure everybody else hears about it as well. We'll uh, do a final comment about Malik Hornsby being the backup quarterback and something that uh, Sam Pittman had to say that was really interesting on the other side of the break. Stay with us on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, Another interesting thing that Sam Pittman was asked about uh, was the uh, situation with Malik Hornsby, because we know it's a unique one where he was the backup quarterback last year, got a little bit of playing time here and there. Went into the transfer portal after the after the season had ended, came back out, is playing some wide receiver, but is still the backup quarterback. Kind of a weird dynamic that you're not really used to seeing in these situations. But Sam Pittman was asked about Malik Hornsby and what that situation is going and how it's going right now. Well, I'll tell you this. We are formating our form formatting our practice. Um so Malik can do both. Um, in the past, we've gone ones and freshmen and then twos and threes on the opposite field. Um, but this year we're going to go ones and twos and that way we can keep Malik on that field so we can practice him at wide receiver. I'll just say this. I've told him that we need him on the field. Now he has to earn the right to get on the field, but, but we need him on the field. I think he's an excellent football player. So we are going to. Uh, obviously give him, there's a fine line, you know, give him an opportunity to win the job, but at the same time, give him an opportunity to win the wide receiver spot too. So we've got a plan for it. I hope it works. We feel like it will. Do make him more of a wide receiver Uh, than a quarterback. Is he still your backup quarterback or does that, or does Fortin probably move into that? What what afforded us to do this in the first place was Cade Fortin. Uh, I think we all have a lot of confidence in him. And so that it kind of afforded us, you know, and if you don't have a three that's ready, um, then you you better not move your, your number two quarterback out to wide receiver, you know, and uh, but with Fortin and how he came on um, this spring, we felt like we were able to do it. And as soon as, you know, honestly, the first time Fortin took us down in a two minute situation. Uh, after that, that day is when we really started thinking about Malik playing wide receiver at that point. So you got to love what Sam Pittman and how he approaches this particular situation with uh, somebody like Malik Hornsby, who again was someone that was, you know, highly regarded and and really liked, liked him enough to make him the backup quarterback. But I think Sam Pittman and the coaching staff understands his ability and they want to get him on the field as much as possible and to get the ball in his hands, but it's not going to be a quarterback. So putting him at wide receiver, putting him in those positions where he can get the ball in his hand, is going to help out depth there at the wide receiver position, but also be able to help out the team in general because you don't want a gifted athlete, somebody who has that much speed, to be on the sidelines and dealing with that. Like You do not want that. So overall, I think that this is going to be nothing but a positive for Arkansas to have Malik Hornsby out there. But I think it was so interesting, too, with Sam Pittman saying, hey, the only reason we are going to be able to do this is because of Cade Fortin and the fact that he has come along in the spring and he's looked really good and, and all of that. This is why we're able to do what we're doing with him. So it gives you a lot of hope and a lot of uh, confidence that, hey, this isn't just something that uh, is, a, is a cute little thing that may go awry. Like, this is not something that, like, if KJ goes down, then, oh, my gosh, Arkansas is screwed, which I'm not saying it will be the same and there will be no drop off whatsoever. But the fact that you have a guy in Malik that's so good and so talented that they're going to find ways to get him the ball and that's part of the plan and the formations that they're going to be running. And then also feeling good enough about your third string quarterback, good enough to 
to have him in that position to where if, in a big if, it really goes bad, he has that ability to step right in and to play and to be a part of it too. Like if any of that happens, it suddenly really uh, really helps out Arkansas being deep at that position, but also having uh, different guys that can step in when needed. So uh, that's nice to hear. I think it's good to know that uh, Sam Pittman has been thinking about these things and understands these things, and that's why I'm really excited to see uh, not only what this offense can do, but what specifically Malik Hornsby can do uh, once he has the ball in his hands and putting him in positions to be successful as well. So, But appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.